So welcome to today's episode of Behind the Lens Podcast. Today we have Drew Slater, who is a part of a company or the founder of a company called Money Up Time Down with his amazing partner, um, Marley Slater. Now, Drew and Marley are actually um, mine and Jess's business coach. We are currently working with them. And so today's chat was a really cool, it was an opportunity to talk business, understand a little bit about his background, some of his beliefs, some of the things that have shaped him in business and and whatnot. But it's also a really good opportunity to, obviously you get to hear and see some of the things that are happening behind the scenes in our business. Um, So it's some really good insights there. We sincerely hope you enjoyed today's episode. We obviously did. Um, And before we do get started, today's episode is powered by Triple Effect Media. So where we create six months worth of video content for YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok. Film it all in the space of two days. We do everything from scripting, filming, editing, as well as publishing all the videos on a weekly basis on behalf of our clients. So if you're interested in finding out more, head to tripleeffect.com.au. Otherwise, let's get started with the show. All right. So welcome to today's podcast. I am joined by the amazing, the inevitable Drew Slater. Um, but in today's podcast, we're going to, you know, talk to Drew, find out a little bit more about him, his background, what he does, um, but also some of the bits and pieces behind um, success habits, traits, lessons learned, all those other amazing things. So first of all, welcome, Drew. Love it, man. Man, great to, uh, great to be on. Thank you for having me. Always love chatting to you. So keen to, keen to see what you have in store for us. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Believe it or not, and I haven't actually told you this, this um, conversation or this interview, uh, this I guess this invitation to the podcast was actually inspired from the day that I came um, and met you in Aubrey. So we did a, you yeah, took cool. me through a business, what would you call it? Like a business consultation. Um, yeah. So we're, like we're a, a deep dive, I call it like a, just a, a full day consult. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So between um, yourself and Marley, your wife, um, we looked at my business and a whole range of other things, but we actually got to catch up um, and talk a lot of stuff that was outside of business. Um, And it helped me to sort of reflect on not only myself, but I also got to hear a little bit about, you know, your journey and, and what you've been doing behind, you know, the business doors, if you will. Um, so yeah. for those who are listening and, and never heard of the name Drew Slater, do you want to just give us a little intro as to what you do and, and how you work and operate anyway? Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, really simple. My wife, Marley, and I run a sort of done for you slash done with you sales and marketing company. So in a nutshell, we help people get more clients and uh, we do it in two different ways. So we either build funnels and run ads for people and help them kind of with their sales team and grow out their sales team. And we either do it for them or we do it with them in terms of like a mentoring slash uh, consulting capacity, which is, you know, the level that you and I and Marley yeah. work on together, which is, you know, really fun. So that's how I spend most of the week, Monday cool. to Friday anyway. There we go. Yeah. So look, I think, um, I don't want to go too deep too quickly, but what I'm really keen on understanding is, um, what are some of the traits or what are some of the things that you sort of would have experienced during high school or even during, you know, as a younger child or even in during your teenage years 
that sort of give you gave you some inkling yeah. that you'd you'd be in business in general. Yeah, I guess for me it was always something that I mean I grew up with a dad who who ran his own company, so it was something that I was very you know aware of. You know, I understood the the life and the ins and outs of that journey, and probably. I guess, yeah, it, it sort of inspired me to think about it at least, to understand that it's possible, um, like have that belief that maybe you can do it. So all of those things were always there from a very young age for me. Um, and that's kind of, I always had an inkling in the back of my mind that it could be on the cards. And it really wasn't until I went the opposite route and went right down that corporate road, you know, uni degree, fancy job, suits, ties, all that, um, that I just, yeah, I, I kind of had to do it because I just felt like I didn't fit in that world at all. All right. So talk to me about what was it like? Talk to me about the job. Like what were you doing in the corporate world? Yeah. So I guess I started my corporate or like work, work career, um, relatively young. Like I did all right in school. I got a degree in property economics and then that kind of led me to my first full-time job out of school, which was, uh, while I was still studying uni was basically as a research analyst for a property company, like a big sort of research company. And then I was effectively headhunted to go and work at uh, a listed property trust called General Property Trust or GPT Group um, in the research team. And that was kind of when the alarm bell started to ring that I was in like the best job I could have ever hoped to get. Um, being really well paid, I was pretty young and I was just not a happy dude. I was just not, it just didn't feel right for me at all. Yeah. Talk to me. So this, this is where I'm really intrigued because I actually have a very, very similar experience to yeah. what you're talking about, really not feeling like I'm aligned to this job and aligned to what's actually happening. Yeah. Um, what was it? Like, what was it about that role that like on paper, it's what it sounds like on paper, this ticked all the boxes, but yeah. I just knew it wasn't for me. Yeah, it was more just, I, I guess... I've just always been one of those people that if I see something, I want to make it a bit better or like, I always want to try harder with stuff. And I felt like in that environment, you were never going to be able to achieve that. You know, you had to kind of sit up, shape up, do your time. Um, I was the youngest person in the company, I think. So I just felt like I had this big, long, boring road ahead. And at that time, it's funny looking back on it. Cause I can kind of see why people now, like now I'm a bit older why people are attracted to that. And I can also appreciate after 10 years of um, running businesses that it's also this road's not for everyone as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm not one of those guys that argues that, you know, you've got to start a business to be happy. Like I, if people can go and do corporate and they love it, I'm so stoked for them. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, for me, I don't know. I felt like I saw a lot of things like divorce and just unhappiness and everyone seemed pretty miserable that, that I was around and like everyone's being really well paid and, um, the turning point for me was actually a moment when we used to get paid monthly and I just remember there was some dudes who are a bit older than me and they used to live paycheck to paycheck. And I remember once, like, I think I was shouting them some beers and I was like, how does this work? These guys are like, not that old. They're on 300 K a year. How are they borrowing money off a 22 year old? You know? Um, so I just sort of like started to question it a lot at that time. Okay. And yeah. so like what what would you like what was the reason is it because they were like doing drugs and things like that or what um 
Look, I don't think those guys in particular were doing drugs. I was probably the one doing way more drugs. Uh, back <laughs> back yeah. Um, but I think they were just like how to, you know, keep up with the, the flash lifestyle, right? They okay. Had, so, yeah. had the foods. They had the, you know, the Gucci wallets, the yeah. Nancy shoes. Like it was, it was that lifestyle. Yeah. And so understanding that um, there's obviously the, the lifestyle that you're talking about and it's almost like it was... So tell me if this is this is right. Yeah. Almost felt a little bit too materialistic for what you know where you stand and where, what you actually need. Is that a, a fair way of putting it, or is there a different way you'd put it? Um, it wasn't necessarily as materialistic. It was more just like I just couldn't see the point of slaving away. Yeah. To do this job to just kind of live that life. Like I would rather be in more control. Like I think I've learned I'm relatively. I, I never thought I was a control freak, um, and Marley would laugh at me hearing say that I'm a control freak, but I do think in some aspects of life, like, especially like earning money, I feel like I want to own that function. I don't want to have someone else or at least, you know, the man telling me what that looks like. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. So fast forward, um, how did you actually get started in business? Yeah. So it goes back to that kind of corporate journey. I was super lucky. I got mentored by a guy internally at the company that I was working at. His name's Lachlan Cameron. And he sort of, it's a long story, but I'll cut it very short. He, he kind of took me aside and said, hey, I've got this like mentoring program. I'll put you through it. He put me through this thing called the 12 Habits. And part of that was looking at your life, like your finances, your life goals, your health goals, and really looking at life in a different way. And that was really the jumping point where you know, I, I thought, okay, there's, there's more to life than just one area. So let's try and think about some things that I'm passionate about. And I kind of call it the pendulum theory. So like I was working in corporate research for like a big listed company and I swung the pendulum all the way to the other side and was like, I'm going to become basically like an online personal trainer. Like I did that thing where I did the opposite of pretty much what I was doing. So I was super passionate about health at the time. Um, super passionate about training. And yeah, my brother Ben and I launched a, it was kind of like a side hustle effectively, uh, online personal training kind of thing. And that was sort of where we, we started. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And so obviously there's been a few different types of businesses and, and things that you've been involved in. Yeah. Um, is there anything like, so I'm, I'm trying to relate this back to, you know, someone who maybe at that starting point of like, I know I've got this idea. I know I have something that I want to do and it's more than this job or this corporate job or whatever the case is that I'm, yeah. I'm in right now. Um, how did not only your first business evolve, but to get to where you are, I'd love to understand a little bit more about your journey and some of the, I guess, some of the things that you, that worked out, but also some of the things that didn't as well. Yeah. Oh man, heaps of stuff. Um, we've done lots of different things. Like Marley and I have probably had six or seven different businesses together. We've tried lots of different models and yeah, I guess if I was speaking specifically to someone who was thinking about starting a business, I would say, and I've helped a few people and we've helped some people traverse that journey. I would say probably first thing is like test some ideas first and like, don't just jump ship. Like probably the way we did, it was pretty stupid. I literally just walked in and handed my resignation. They were like, you're an idiot. Um, what's your plan? And I think at the time I said, I'm going to go back to uni, but I I just knew I wasn't. Um, anyways. Yeah. So I'd say like not all business models are created equal and not all markets are created equal. 
mm. and not all not all in, a, in the kind of businesses that we're in not all clients are created equal so mm. like now i always look for where is those sort of overlapping areas where you can get a great market with a great business model with a great client and that's like does make life easier um some business models i would stay away from you know if you were starting out you need cash flow so you're going to stay away from low ticket business models you're going to stay away from you know low ticket subscription or e-commerce or things that require you know upfront investment yeah yeah cool so that's like and and I'm sort of reflecting on, so we've obviously been working together for just almost coming to the six month mark. Beautiful. Um, and so I've obviously gotten, you know, the opportunity to see behind the scenes on, on some of the, you know, the in-depth stuff that you're talking about and, and whatnot. Um, one of the things I reflect on, you know, from our conversations is um, a lot of the time, like every time we sort of talk about, an idea or a way of, or, or a way of looking at something almost every, if not every time, every second time you're reflecting on, you know, a mentor who's given you some, some ideas or a mentor who you've worked with, who suggested something. Yeah. And one of the things that I sort of took from our time was the importance of being led in the right direction or, or having good people around you. So I'd love to understand what your thoughts are obviously as a, as a coach yourself with your, yeah. you and Marley, um, but also how you view it in general and yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's so important, especially like at the start of your journey, you know, you're going to make lots of mistakes. That's okay. I mean, you're just going to make mistakes the whole way through, but having someone or a group of people who are over your shoulder, giving you some, like effectively what I see a mentor is, is someone that's hundred percent in your corner that's going to give you relatively straightforward advice or um, consult you with, without really any vested biases or interests other than what they know. So yeah. I see it as a very important part of the process. And at the start of our journey, like I, I pushed the boat out in terms of investing in mentoring. Like there was a time where it was pretty much where a hundred percent of our funds were going. Um, it was like trying to get better at skills and, you know, learn more sales skills, learn more marketing skills, you know, figure out how to, you know, get better business systems, just like fill all those gaps that I knew that were there that I could feel. And we still do it today. And, um, yeah, I advocate for it massively. I think it's so important. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we did also talk about especially, and I'm going to use, you know, my example. Um, yeah, yeah. so yeah. with, um, with our business, we've obviously grown quite substantially this year, um, due to a, a few different factors. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it's for, for me in mind, like a lot of our offer, the clientele pricing it right. Um, yeah. looking at our margins and a few other things that obviously you've helped and worked with us with. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I was actually really surprised with, um, after our day together was also when we talked about, um, you know, where does the money go now? Like yeah. all well and good to, you know, create and build a business, a, a sustainable business, but like also reinvesting back into, you know, your personal journey and, and all those other things. Um, I actually, well, first of all, prior to this conversation now, I didn't actually know how deep your, your 
background was in investing and and property, but it obviously makes sense. But yeah, do you want to talk to me a little bit more about um, from because from my understanding, you obviously um, invested heavily in property, or you've got you know different investments yep. working at the moment for yourself and Marley. Um, but do you want to talk to me about that side of like creating a business that's yeah, obviously yeah. you know more than more than just something to do during the week? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I think like for for us, like so yeah, in our business basically I think about sort of my role as sort of growth, like client focus, sales marketing, and I'm super lucky that Miley, my wife, is also really fucking good at money and management and financial process and like she's very talented in that area. Um so a lot of the stuff that we've kind of achieved is because she's coming and just really nailed down that side of our business before her like I remember there was a time where like we weren't even profitable. Like I think we were we was doing okay, but like I was just spending all the money. You know, it was just evaporating every month. And I was sort of getting to the end of a month going like working pretty hard. Um, don't know where it's going, but it's going somewhere. And we're having a good time. And I think the mindset that we had back then was very much like if you just kind of, you know, trust the universe, it'll catch you. And that's true to some extent, but you do need to have a plan and I think the penny drop for us, we were at like a, a seminar once and this lady got up and said something around the effect of she'd made like quite, quite a significant amount of sales in her business. And she said, you know, money needs meaning. And I remember hearing that thinking, oh, that's pretty interesting, like meaning to money. I've never really thought about that way. And so we started thinking about, okay, you know, where, like, how long do you want to be in business for? And what is the point of, um, like these businesses that were in these kind of sort of sales marketing focus kind of agency style companies, mentoring, coaching, whatever they are, like they're pretty difficult to sell. And that means that at some point in time, you're probably not going to want to keep doing this. And we've had so many different companies over the years. Like I'm pretty aware of the fact that sometimes, um, even if you do exit a company, it doesn't even look that good. So yeah, we've been really focused over the last few years around what are we passionate about outside of just business and earning income there? And how do we make sure that we're staying growing and being profitable because a lot of people have the mindset that you know if you're growing then you don't need to be profitable um we've really followed like the profit first system yep. and yep. implement that pretty closely like i think the business owner is taking quite a lot of risk and it's really easy as you start hiring people to just like go down in profit so for us it's very much about property um we love property it's, it's sort of an asset class that we feel comfortable in and we like it and i think for anyone you got to figure out what do you like like if you like crypto and you like reading about it and you like investing in it you got to go all in on that if you like stocks that's awesome like become an expert in stocks go buy all the mentoring in that space and like figure that game out um and for us it just kind of is property yeah yeah absolutely now i actually look i do want to take a little bit of a a you know a back turn you know, yeah, yeah. coming back to, you know, now that you've shared a little bit about your journey in, you know, business, some of the things that you're obviously doing and all those other things, you talked about your dad, right? Yep. When he was, when you were younger, um, I'd love to understand when you reflect on your dad and yep. some of the things that he did or works in business, or what are some of the things that you know that you've taken as a result of what he's shown you during those years? Um, well, I lost you there. Sorry. My question was, um, yeah. what are some of the things that you definitely inherited 
skills, I guess, ideologies or anything like that from your dad yeah. that you've now brought into your business today? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think my dad was or is, um, and both my parents, like I feel very lucky. They're awesome parents. Like I definitely grew up in one of those households where, you know, it was just a very loving, happy, um, my family's very tight basically. So that was kind of my understanding of, of family has always been a really positive experience. But in, in terms of my dad, I guess he's all, he was one of those guys who was like, you know, the coach of the soccer team. Um, he was always around, but more than anything, he was one of those people that, and I think about this a lot because we don't have kids and it's obviously something we want to do. And, um, we talk about a lot, Marley and I, like what kind of parents we want to be and all that stuff. But like probably the thing that my dad did better than I would say the average is he gave us a lot of self-belief. Like we have this joke in our family, like none of us have a, like a voice in our head, like we can't do something because he just ingrained in us. Like if you want to do it, you're going for it and you'll get it. Like, um, I just remember a story, like when I was a kid, I think I was, it was like year six. It was like one of my first memories. I have two stories about him. Like he used to be the coach of my soccer team and like, he would never give me man of the match. And like, we'd be driving home. We'd be arguing. I'd be like, fuck you, dad. Like I scored three goals Like you're kidding. <laughs> and he's like, listen, man, like it's a bad look. Like I'm the coach. You're never going to get man of the match. Like that's it. And so I thought, okay, like he's actually thinking about my development and like what, what that looks like. And then as a kid, he used to just always encourage us to like try a little bit harder, you know? So like, for example, um, we, like if we were playing rugby or whatever, he's like, you should try and like get in the top team, you know, like why not? And then it would just give you that belief the whole way. Yeah. Lots of examples, but yeah, he's, he's been a massive in influence on my life because He's always been like a enabler. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me. And so what does your, does your mum look after your accounts yep. to this yeah. day? Yeah. So yeah. in, and, and just reflecting on just that alone, like even something you haven't talked about is the, the, you know, the, I guess the combination that he brings with his, with your mum, which yep. you're now obviously you're doing with Marley. Um, yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about some of those similarities and obviously there's things behind there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So mum, mum works with us in the company. Um, and she, yeah, I guess she works basically in, in the accounts department. So invoicing, um, manages our bookkeepers, our accounting, all that kind of stuff, which is always funny because mum always knows what's going on in the business. Like, um, we used to have this, oh, that was really funny. Like when we, way back when, when we used to live in Sydney, like they used to give me this card cause it was so hard to reconcile all my expenses. So I had like my own card <laughs> and, um, I know my mom does this for my brother as well, but she would always know like what I was up to around the city because I'd be like at this place, at this place. And yeah, like, I can basically track you based on this, this bloody yeah. card. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so the dynamics there and I love obviously the ability to work with my wife. Um, I personally think that, and I'm definitely biased in this and take it with a grain of salt, but, and you probably resonate cause you're on the same path. I think if you have a partner that you are in love with and that you're married to, and then you also run a business, if you can make that work, I feel like you have a very unfair advantage. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah I, I couldn't agree more in, in the sense of, um, 
like not only from like a from so many different levels i was about to say financially um when we first started out like you know typically a business partner if you will like there would have there there's obviously a contract in place there's there's lots of yeah. different things in place the cash flows in place and how we should do things is is but like it's so much easier to be on the same page with your wife about where finance is going, what's happening. Um, yeah. There's no ego. Yeah. They're like, you're supporting each other mentally. Like um, earlier this week, Jess, I oh, know, sorry, last week, Jess was feeling run down. We're about to move. Um, yeah. And she's packing up the home and, and other things. She's like, I'm just going to spend the next two days watching movies. Great. Go do it. Like, yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I couldn't agree more on that front um in and especially what you're talking about i look at like i think it would appear that i'm doing it all by myself um yeah. from the videos and our presence and everything else but like i can tell you right now like jess is in you know the other room working and supporting Correct. me in so many different ways yeah. um that it's it's hard to explain but um yeah talk to me like if you if you were to share what's like obviously that that's my experience what are some of the experiences or what are some of the things that you feel that have an unfair advantage from from that point of view as well yeah well i guess it's just like you know let's just pretend you have two humans and their business partners even if the business makes say fifty thousand dollars a month in profit like financially you're splitting that in half and then when there's money decisions to be made it's always like well usually one business partner wants to invest and keep growing and one wants to take money out and that can get really messy. There's also lots of ego involved. So like, yeah, in terms of Marley and I, like we always just know if Marley says, no, like this is what I believe we need to do. Yeah. I'm hundred percent going to back her because I know it's coming from, she just wants the best for our life, you know? And it's sort of, I think you can get to that level of trust with a, like a non-partner business partner, but for the same time for me, I've had, a few failed business partnerships and it just feels so much more uh, aligned with what we want for our life. And yeah, I think it's not easy for a lot of people and I feel very lucky that it is, I think, pretty easy for us. Yeah. To be fair. Talk to me. Um, Cause I know that you started in, you started like, Oh, talk to me about how Marley actually joined your business. Yeah. So, Oh, okay. So we were, Basically, I think um, my brother and I, Ben, were we had a company. We were uh, basically, it was, it was effectively, it was similar stuff to this, but it was more business coaching specifically. And we decided that we wanted to do it, you know, separately, which was awesome because it gave him the opportunity to go and do some, you know, new ventures and new things. Uh, and at the time, Marley was finishing her second uni degree and she was kind of studying. So she was helping us out a bit in the business at the time. And honestly, we got to a point where I was just like really tapped out in the business and just, yeah, probably dealing with a lot of that extra pressure of basically having it all on me for a while. And I remember she came home one day, I think I was working pretty late. It might've been like seven, eight o'clock at night and I was stressed. She just looked at me and she's like, dude, you're going to die. Like, you're just actually not going to be able to handle, like, you can't sustain what you're doing. It's just not going to work. And she's like, give me a year, like, let's go. And basically the next day came in, put a uni degree on hold. Um, I remember like that was a pretty rough couple of months because 
she just restructured everything and was like, yeah, cool. We've got to make profit from now on in. So um, she actually told me last night, it was pretty funny. She's like, you know, we've been profitable 92.5% of the months that I've been running. <laughs> it's a good statistic to have. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, don't, don't go back and tell me what, what it was before yeah. that. It'd probably be 8% of the time. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. How so interesting. Yeah. And it, I guess like we, we work with a lot of entrepreneurs that are married. So kind of, I also yeah. understand the, the dynamic as well of like, you know, you're a married couple first that just happens to be business partners. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not business partners that are married. You're actually, yeah. the relationship comes first. So yeah. Was yeah. it hard for you to accept help? Like, especially from your significant other? Um, no, cause it's just that, that, that no ego thing, right? It's yeah. just kind of like, I understand and same vice versa. Like if, if I want to sort of say, Hey, I think it's, this is the call. Like it's coming from a good place always. Yeah. And I just always knew that, but nah, it hasn't been a, that, that part's not the hard part. I think yeah. it's just having, having those boundaries can be hard. It's like Saturday morning, someone has a good idea. It's like, you could spend three hours talking about it. Or you could just enjoy your Saturday and do something. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that, Are you that talking was... about you usually have the good idea and you want to talk about it and she doesn't? Or oh, is it... Like, it, is it's, it... it's one or two of us. Like, it, yeah, I think at the moment it's it's more in the Miley camp. Like she would just get struck with a good idea and go, hey, like, what do you reckon of this? And, mm. and I love that yeah. about business. Like I love all that spontaneity, but then also at the same time, you know, it can if you don't know how to like, have a boundary around that it can just Absolutely. go forever yeah well look just to like just to give you the, i guess the like my experience as well i know that um when i first started i was probably i wasn't necessarily doing like our video agency but i was doing some social media um workshops and things like that yeah i remember you telling me yeah yeah jess came in because she she could see how stressed i was or how much help i needed she offered yeah. And I obviously, I jumped at the opportunity because I was like, yeah, great. That would be awesome. Um, and initially, like, when, because the biggest thing that I got challenged with was exactly like what you're talking about, the ego side of it. Like, this is yeah. my business. This is how I do things. And it yeah. wasn't until I really stepped back and let her bring and flourish in what we do that actually really seen the benefits of not only dynamic the the husband wife dynamic within a business but also the understanding of like this is like we're in a partnership it's not Alan's business we're in a partnership now yeah like and um and i can tell you now like whilst from appearances it looks like they're like you know, I'm doing all the work and, and, you know, yeah, I'm you out feeling, I can no, guarantee yeah. you yeah. like when our clients who, it, our clients really do know what's actually going on behind. Yeah. They know, they know who the real hero is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. you know, language, language is interesting. So like a lot of clients, like sometimes say, say we have like a new client come to us and they're like a husband and wife team, whatever. And like, if it, you know, one of them says like, oh, it's my business like that's you know that creates instant stuff it's like well no it's your business together like that it, just little things like that mm-hmm. um but yeah i remember you telling me that we played some pool pool together when you came down here yeah. and um yeah your story is quite hilarious it's just <laughs> how you yeah. just went for it yeah uh, i love it awesome 
All right. Well, thank you for jumping on. That was um, nice, short, and sweet. Um, if people are interested in finding out more about Drew Slater or, you know, interested in finding out more, what's the best way to reach out to you? Uh, easiest way is just go to the website, moneyuptimedown.com. And, yeah, there's probably something you can grab there, and that would be the start of your, your journey. Yeah. Um, just as a side note, um, Drew and Marley are amazing, amazing people. I know a lot of the stuff that we've obviously talked about today is very, very high level, um, but there's a lot more deeper bits and pieces that you'll experience and obviously get as you go along the journey. And um, I'm forever grateful for the work that we're, we have done and will continue to do. Yeah, um, man, we've smashed it. So it's yeah. uh, been a pleasure for us. And yeah, we love working with you. So can't wait to do another one of these in six months time and see where we're at absolutely all right well thank you for joining us today um if you've enjoyed today's episode make sure you rate us or what uh, put a rating on the the app this as you can tell this is the first time i'm asking for ratings and shit like that but make sure you give us a follow on all your good spot on all your good platforms give us a rating say something nice if you will um and to make sure you catch the next episode peace out thanks brother So thank you for hanging around right to the end. We hope you've really enjoyed today's episode. And if you have, we'd love some feedback. So feel free to give us a rating on your favorite podcast platforms. Obviously, feel free to hit that subscribe button at the same time as well. If you'd like to, you know, reach out to us personally or reach out to me directly, you can find me on Instagram at Alan Howe, which is A-L-A-N-H-O-W-L-E. If you're interested in finding out more about how we work with clients to create a video presence, you can head to tripleeffect.com.au where we create six months worth of video content for YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok and film it all in two days. So we do everything from scripting, editing, uh, scripting, filming, editing, as well as publishing all the videos to all of the channels on a weekly basis for our clients. So thank you again for listening. Look forward to sharing another episode very soon.